I still have my flu voice, but I am back to at least being able to speak normally. So we're having some new moon and one 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 portal channeled guidance and messages and food for thought that's carrying over from yesterday. If you are a YouTube subscriber, you will have found we have a bunch of shorts, video podcast shorts, and we're going to continue talking about how love is easy for those of us who are 5D inclined. So that means you are inclined to be emotionally accountable. You are also a person who is inclined and or already emotionally mature. You know you have your own attachment system, social system, and that doesn't need to be that you're trauma-informed or attachment-informed. You just know that you have a way that you treat others, and it's always because of wanting to be a conscious lover that you treat others with love and kindness and firmness and direct communication. You don't insult people. That's what it means to be emotionally mature because you have chosen, I love myself and others equally. It's called being an emotionally mature, securely attached human being. Healthy self-worth means I'm not superior or inferior. So when I feel cool like fuck for being a nerd, I feel cool like fuck. I don't need you to approve of me or not. And if you do share with me stuff that I don't want to hear, I'm going to know my implicit bias, my three-year-old is coming up. I'm going to know that I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Okay. But that doesn't change the love I have for you because I'm a conscious lover. I have my own divine masculine and feminine, my chit-chatter left mode, my masculine of my brain. And my feminine part of my brain is the right mode. That's how I explain it to lovely listeners. I'm not a science person. I'm pseudoscience woo-woo lady, remember? But I am a mystic. And mysticism, I understand it, perceive it, experience it. And it's dark matter, dark energy with the law of physics and cosmos. We don't need the whole why. When they explain how the Big Bang happened, nobody's going to change in the 5D plane because we're believers, embodied believers. We're not believers of a book. We know what belief is. The frequency of belief is what we are because we're the frequency for those who get here of enlightenment. Not everybody wants to be here. They're not interested in navigating their soothe system consistently within their relationships. So they're not, insist in, they're not interested in becoming emotionally mature. They're okay with being, I'm going to use the word teenagers. The people who have trauma, they can get good trauma therapy. Have compassion for people. And actually, sometimes I know I say things and I forget to include other things, but that's because I don't have enough time. All human beings are badass. Because all human beings began as a zero one-year-old who needed to attach to at least one caregiver. And if they didn't get lucky with their drive and their nervous system and their caregiver, at least one, uh, they're pretty much somebody who's going to have a trust break with humanity. And when I see people who are famous, who look like princesses and princes, <laughs> and they're like literally dressed, I don't even know what to say, they're dressed like buffoons. I see them to me, they're dressed like buffoons, but I see their followers. Oh my gosh, they're like venerating these women, men, like actually treating them like Venus. And so when I think of the mythological gods, I'm like, okay, we got, we got some going on here. They got tattoos, they look all cool and stuff. And that's why I said, I love being a nerd. Did I repeat myself again? Yes, I did. Okay, so let me share the wisdom of healthy self-worth. 
when I've seen stuff like that as a teenager, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be like you. I can tell what you're doing. And I'd say that you're ignoring some aspects that are beneath the surface. I can tell because I don't see you always smiling inside of you. I don't know. I see that there's some heartbreak going on that you're not tending to. Okay, so the eyes of a true believer can see we're all true something. The eyes of a person who knows how to be objective with oneself, which is everyone's afraid. Some of us don't hide it at all. Other people, they consistently like to compare themselves. No, they don't like it. They have a zero one-year-old that they're not soothing yet. They're not empowered. They don't know what it means to have self-worth yet based on the belief of yourself. Because the frequency of belief, uh, here's the card, supports our sense of self-worth based on our gifts and talents and a strong connection to source with a capital S. Now, I love, I love mysticism. I love direct communication and saying we don't need pedestals, people. I'm here to say there's no pedestal in mysticism land when you're a true believer because you're grown up. You don't believe in magical wands and fairy tales and fairy dust. You believe in it, but with the knowingness that science is magic that works and it doesn't take away from fairy dust or Peter Pan land. And so here's the difference between a true believer of themselves and one who wants to say, oh, I believe in myself. And then you look at who they're looking like. And you go and look at their influencer. You're like, ah, okay then. That's where you got your regurgitation. Oh, come on, parrot. Let me hear you. Let me hear you speak about your indoctrination. I think that's the right word, right? Because you can always tell when somebody's following the master of them. And it's very straightforward. I was saying something about, yes, not everybody wants to move in the Enlightenment. So, Adrian. There's societal and relationships, so age group people. Oh, yes, I was also mentioning we all have an attachment system, and besides that, and being lucky or not, you have what's called a driver. It's not a driver in the car. You have three drivers. Thank you, Daniel Siegel. We all do. Self-agency, bonding, and certainty. Now, remember, all the sciences people, they don't get along. Oh, they got egos in a room, but, you know, I trust the true believers because I know who they are. They're not cocky. They know what they're talking. And if you ask them questions, you know what they do? Oh, you know, you got to love when you're a smart person. Because there's one thing that I learned as a kid that people found annoying. And now that I'm a grown up, I can find humor in the fact that secure attachment people have no fucking issue with answering questions. Go, try me, keep asking. If I don't want to answer at a certain point, say, no, I plead the fifth. I don't want to. It's my business. I just don't. You can keep harassing me. I'm not going to change my mind. Or if I do, I'll change it. Tara Real, he talks about healthy self-worth. You're not superior, not in fear. He also talks about relational relationships and how to treat people with your inner adult and not to use your adaptive child. And he says if a person has an issue with you asking them questions, they have an issue. Yep. It's called... People who have issues with themselves, they compare themselves with society. In fact, they don't do themselves. Oh, no, no, no. But they will think they are by using powerful statements such as, I have clears, and with great power comes great responsibility. And lo and behold, you got a person who thinks that they're more special 
when they were already special to begin with. But they don't know it because, you know, being a three-year-old human baby isn't good enough. They need to be a superior human baby or something like that. Um, so let's go find the quotes that I was looking for. So we got Sadhguru. Once you shift your priorities from having and doing to being, your destiny will be in your hands. Yes, your destiny is how you live from your body. And if you're not in a soothe system yet, then you don't know how to live your beingness. Every experience of your life, light and darkness, pain and pleasure, misery and joy, agony and ecstasy, happens only within you. Yes, but again, if you don't understand how to use <coughs> your left and right mode with your embodied brain, that's why you don't know elixir. It's not because you have to do yoga, no. Yoga is a good portfolio of exercises for your ventral vagal nervous system toning. That way you can use your soothe system. And it also gets to grow your corpus callosum, which connects your left and right mode, your masculine and feminine of the brain, the chit-chatter and the feeling parts, all the shit that comes up. It's not shit, though. It's beautiful once you're ooey-gooey-ooey. Only once you get there, though. Until you get there, it's not ooey-gooey-ooey. That's the part that we don't need to be comparing ourselves Okay, I'm a 5D mystic in the Enlightenment soul age group and functional adult. I love being here. I don't compare myself to people who are still teenagers. They have a pattern. They have their habits, and they don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. I'm not grown up. We all have a three-year-old. difference is my three-year-old knows quality of life. That's why I'm a smart cookie. I'm not a cookie. Now, let's go to other quotes. Carl Jung, the world will ask you who you are, and if you do not know, the world will tell you. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And there is another one of his quotes. Where did I put it? For Sadhguru, one second, my lovely listeners, I need to find it. But it's about the social trends and not following social trends. And I can't easily find it for some reason, although I had put it aside for you all. But... What I wanted us to understand, Patrick Tiahan, he's a trauma survivor healed in healing and therapist. I always say healing because I don't know how he feels about that, but he is his inner adult and knows when his past comes. Here is Patrick Tiahan. If we don't explore our reactions from our past and the impact they have on those around us, the messy disaster just repeats. When you have a karma wheel, you're living your own first three years of life, plus those eight, plus the eight to your 16, and I'm going to break it down this way, over and over and over again. Now, please, 4D, they keep talking to you about your oversoul like you have some enemies, and I want you to understand something, and um, I shared something on the lines of this in our episodes yesterday. Cutting cords, you don't want to do that. I tried explaining to my 4D mystic plane friends, we are in 5D plane. And when the shift happened, I remember, because my tarot card reading friends, they all had their cards go wonky on them. Mine didn't, because I'm not a 4D. I'm not a person who believed out of my asshole. No, I believed and still believe from my heart and my gut and my brain from a body that is grounded in reality with a whole three-year-old. I don't distort my implicit bias to taint the picture. I know when I like something and I know when I don't. And I know that the world doesn't revolve around me because I got it told to me many times as a child. 
Also know that there are no stupid questions. Even when people want to say that I'm asking stupid questions, I say, yes, for you it's stupid. I'm okay with that. Can you answer me now? Because I asked your question. And I keep moving forward. Why? Because I have healthy self-worth. And I understand what it means that some people have different perspectives and that their ego just can't let it go. Their three-year-old is pouting and I don't want to deal with their three-year-old. If I have an actual three-year-old, I'll know how to soothe that three-year-old by putting them in my arms, reading to them, I don't know, something. I know, I guarantee you, if I have a three-year-old, I will learn in one way, shape, or form to soothe that child. When I have an adult, I have a three-year-old nervous system. I don't want to soothe you. I ain't your babysitter. I ain't your mama. I ain't your dada. I ain't your shit. I'm here to be a grown-up, and you're crapping my fun right now because I'm not here to lecture. I don't want to lecture. No, because you know what a smart cookie knows? I got an ego, and so do you. You know what I also got? I got a brain. Oh, and it works really fantastic. As a teenager, I noticed unconsciousness of people which is why those who I labeled cowards were cowards in a way of, wow, your free will, you're really not using it. I'm an adult, you're still cowards, but the difference is some cowards need to hear you're not a coward, you're a badass who lived in shit and now you're getting better, which is why we want to hear our words. We also don't want to taint and not speak of shit either. Okay, so on that note, I saw Dave Chappelle. Oh, I loved his light. <laughs> I mean, I love, I, he's very controversial. I shouldn't say love, <coughs> but he, he was on a roll. Oh my gosh, on a roll. He apparently got attacked by a homeless person. And I think this was in California. That a person who was homeless and also, I believe the word is bisexual that he used, but I'm not sure. And I'm not sure of his political whatever, all that stuff. I don't follow it because, see, I don't do social trends. I'm not here to talk to you about social trends. I'm actually here to say if you're a fucking grown-up, are you done with the little princess and prince dresses people? Because, seriously, you're all looking like buffoons to the smart ones out there. So uh, the smart ones love a sense of humor. And that's why, you know, when the comedian that I got to watch called me, I'm a polyamory person, a whore. It's like, wow, that's hilarious. I can see so many people talking like that. I find it humorous because that's what healthy self-worth people do. Oh my gosh, they talked about me like shit. What the fuck? Who gives a shit? Seriously, do you live in the medieval castle times? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so let me, before I keep moving forward, talk about something serious business here. So attachment, I was saying something about this because I need to, before I forget the wisdom of the words that I want to share with you, with the channeled guidance. One... There can be a mismatch of attachment expectations. Some people want to have you all for themselves. There's your mono securely. No, they're not securely attached. It would be a mono normative human being who thinks you have to love only them, mono amory, and that they won't share you. And then they will go around talking about the devil and evil and sins and, and whores and, and all that shit while men go and be, I'm sorry, because see, this is where it's completely bullshit. So the women are whores for being polyamory. The men, for some men, no, they're just badass. For other men, they're just as whores as... So all of these words don't mean shit to a person who actually knows, again, healthy self-worth, which is, wow, society, they live in the scarlet letter times. Let's have a laugh, people. Okay, so let me go back to what I was trying to get to, attachment. The people who do not have good attachment meaning excuse me secure attachment so if uh, you have a nervous system 
which you do, attachment theory shares that we need to be connected to people to survive. So our nervous system equates emotional connection with safety and emotional disconnection with danger or threat. Attachment-related threats include the potential loss of our attachment figure, separation from our attachment figure, or loss of access to them for periods of time longer than we are used to. These threats don't have to be actual to activate the attachment system. Even theoretical or symbolic threats can initiate attachment distress and what is called primal panic. As Sue Johnson states, separation distress arises when an attachment bond is threatened or a secure connection is lost. There are other kinds of emotional bonds based on shared activities or respect, and when they are broken, a person may be distressed. But that distress does not have the same intensity or significance as when an attachment bond is called into question. Emotional and physical isolation from attachment figures is inherently traumatizing for human beings, beginning with it as a heightened sense, not simply of vulnerability and danger, but also helplessness. So people need to understand that monoamory is not only about love, because love is within every one of us. It's our oxytocin gene hormone. It's actually about your attachment system. And so people have grown up with stories, great and dandy, the horse shit and whatever, all of that doesn't matter. What matters, people are not conscious lovers when they don't realize that when they're freaking out, whether it's trauma bonding because they're trauma bonded or you're just an insecure person who thinks you have no worth, people with insecure attachment need guidance and connecting more with their authentic needs, preferences and desires instead of defaulting into their more reflexive, insecure defense mechanisms. Okay, so the defense mechanism of a person who has insecure attachment is not one that helps them have self-compassion. So you want to, with the help instead of self-compassion, learn to reparent yourself in ways that you have never received. All of the insecure styles benefit can benefit from practicing self-attunement and learning how to truly self-regulate and self-soothe rather than turning to distraction, defection, or avoidance. Deflection, excuse me. There can be healing effect of being with discomfort, of contacting pain or pleasure without collapsing or disconnecting. That can allow people to access their own inner safe haven and secure base. Each of the insecure attachment styles also has some specific ways that they can further grow. Okay, I don't want to read all of this to you, but... Uh, insecure attachment styles can focus on growth, and this is from the Polysecure book. You can buy it even if you're not polyamory. It's really good because it gives you a good foundation of attachment theory and all of that. So you don't have to like it. Again, it's not about you choosing anything. Um, love is infinite, though, as she points out, and the only thing that is not is time. So time and resources are not. And that's why for a solo, poly, secure person such as myself, the only thing that I have is time to share with people. And that's why we don't need to have the relationship-defined, relationship anarchy, also non-hierarchical because titles mean shit, to a 5D mystic who knows of their oversoul. FYI, I've got twin flames, soulmates. There ain't no fucking cutting cords. When people cut cords in this day and age, I've tried sharing, as I was saying with my 4D friends, they didn't believe me, they still don't, that's fine, they have their bandwidth, I know why the bandwidth, not everyone wants to move into the Enlightenment Soul Age group, 
means becoming your own safe haven, secure base. It means you learning how to auto-regulate. It's just happening. So this is when you can auto-regulate your nervous system. Self-stimulation or self-soothing done more automatically than consciously. Auto-regulation is done alone, so there's no interpersonal stress. Can be similar to over-focusing on an object or task and can be dissociative or zoning out. Thumb sucking, averting eye contact, reading, doing art, watching TV, alcohol, drugs, masturbating, daydreaming, overeating, swiping or scrolling on your phone. So this is what you want to understand. Why people, if you don't know what inner well-being means and outer, so if you don't know how to use your objective brain and be in equanimity, you're not an adult yet, please. Okay, so I will use me after as an example, by the way, just so that you can hear we're all imperfect and flawed. Differences, those with secure attachment, know how to easily stand up in their whole three-year-old heart and say, fuck you, I'm a differentiated self, you don't have to like me, and I don't give a shit. And we don't do it with our mouth, we do it with our eyes. Which is the minute that a person who has not securely attached, they're like, fuck, shit. I mean zero, because they will mean zero. Not because they mean zero to us. We don't need to attach to you. You're not a lifeline. That means they have no lifeline. That means they don't know how to move around because the insecure attachment person and the person who has not healthy self-worth, they only know how to interact and engage to get love in what is the human suffering way. As their pain point is on, their attachment system, their zero one is panicking. I need to be seen, to be soothed, to be secure, but they have already established a way from their own home. So they meet a stranger because I'm a stranger to that person and even if they know me, my body and my mannerisms and all of my nervous system is a stranger to them until they get intimate with me. Intimate doesn't mean they need to touch me. No, no, they don't need to touch me at all, actually. All they do is meet me. They already know me. I'm looking at them, and they're looking at me. And you know what? When you look in the eyes of a person and they see you and you see them, you get to see life. And life for conscious lovers is something beautiful to see in each other's eyes. And then to tend to it and to nurture it and to grow it. And that's only if you're an adult. So you, need to, you need to know that you're not actually treating yourself right if you're an adult that doesn't have secure attachment before you can actually get a conscious lover and you be a conscious lover to actually just know love in and of itself. So 4D, they are in not securely attached bodies. They find partners and relationships so that they can learn to safely co-regulate together. That's their business. I'm not here for 4D people. I'm here for infinite higher human consciousness, potential people, and to just have food for thought and fun. And the new moon has cleared away whatever bullshit and shittiness you didn't need anymore to keep in your brain. Uh, basically you can hold it in your hand. You're like, okay, I got it. I'm pretty clear on where I'm at it. And yeah, I ain't doing that shit over there. I'm doing over here. So um, external regulation, you do it. Reaching for another to help regulate and soothe you. Interactive, but only focusing on one person, attuning to the other at a time. Can over-focus on either the self or on the other. Examples, being held and soothed by a caregiver. Talking with a friend about your problems listening to a live talk or music, getting a massage. Interactive regulation, we do it. Mutual or co-regulation with another, where both people are regulating each other. 
skin-to-skin and eye-to-eye contact, both people are attuning to each other. Examples, dancing with a partner, sex, having a mutual dialogue, musicians playing together, cooking together. Self-regulation, I do it. Regulating one's own state through active or intentional techniques that are self-soothing or stimulating. Ability to exhibit self-control through managing bodily or emotional impulses. Examples, calming down through breath control, mental techniques, example reframing, muscle relaxation, vocal control. Some of the auto-regulation behaviors can also be examples of self-regulation when they are intentional. This table comes from types of regulation that is adapted from Stan Tatkin's The Four Regulation Self-Care Strategies from We Do Saying Yes to a Relationship of Depth, True Connection, and Enduring Love. And this is from the book Polysecure by Jessica Fern. Okay, now having shared that, I want you to remember once again, there can be a mismatch of attachment expectations. There can be people who do not know that they don't know their inner and outer well-being. And that's where if you do know inner and outer well-being, then you will not have an issue with the different dimensions of attachment. And you will not have an issue means that you know how to handle healthy boundaries automatically. Table 2.1, healthy pores and rigid boundaries adapted from Loving Bravely by Alexandria, Alexandra H. Solomon. Healthy boundaries being connected and protected. The input we can connect with others while also maintaining our sense of self. We can take in love from others. The output we share our feelings, opinions, and perspectives while respecting and allowing others to be distinct and separate from us we can give to others. And that is where our 5D plane is at. And those who are functional adults, which is why if somebody says, oh, you're polyamory, so you're a whore, I'm like, no, but okay. And that's it. This is called healthy self-worth. It's not porous boundaries or rigid because my brain is flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable because I'm in my soothe system while I'm answering that in my human being Maria body, which means I actually don't give a shit like zero, not even a little flinch. Now, the only time we do give a shit is when it's personal. And I recently shared a story with you about that one. And that one's fun. So our oversoul, we know the 5D mystic of our oversoul which is why our zero one-year-old gets tended to by the Enlightenment 5D mystic. Immediately, not after the fact. Oh no, every time the self of the Enlightenment inclined soul age person comes up, you got a mama there or a papa, whatever you prefer using for your own name, but you know what you're not? You're not either. You're not your own fucking parent because <laughs> you're going to use your name. It's called, my name's Maria. I just have chit-chats with myself. I already have a parent. They're out there, not with me. In fact, I don't treat myself like my parent because a parent is a parent and I'm myself. Therefore, when you hear quotes such as lovely Carl Jung, where are you, Carl Jung? Here he is. The world will ask you who you are, and if you do not know, the world will tell you. You know what I got to do as a three-year-old or two-year-old and my younger sister loves to remind me of it. I haven't seen the video. I need to see that. I want to see that video. <laughs> I need to see how to get a hold of it because I want to look at my three-year-old eyes. As my biological human being father spoke to me the words that were the name of my twin, 
I turned around and with a glare that my younger sister teases me about because they all know my personality, I said, I'm Maria. And that is exactly who I am. So thank you, Carl Jung. When you can use your name, there you go. You have a starting point. Oh, to get to enlightenment the human way. If you want, you don't have to. You can spend time in 4D land. Let's talk about porous boundaries, shall we? Being connected but not protected. Over-receiving, we absorb and allow in what is not ours. We lose our sense of self. Over-giving, so the over-receiving is the input. Output, over-giving, we intrude onto others, inserting our thoughts, feelings, opinions, perspectives, or sense of self into them. Now, I want to share. A person who's nurturing, which is what I am, can seem like this. And in fact, remember, we all go through immature emotions because we all began life as children. So I'm not going to say that I'm absent of any of those things that people talk about. Although I come and share with you from the wisdom of maturity. Let that just be clear. So I definitely have learned thanks to my loved ones, my family, my mother, my twin, my younger sister, how not to intrude into other people's space, their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions, and perspectives. Thanks to them, I learned how to maintain Maria's differentiated self, and they know how to maintain theirs too. So we have emotionally passionate conversations all the time. And that's where, from within me, I find it ooey-gooey-ooey and fun. And the more I grow up, the more it's fun for me. And that's because my nervous system is in its ventral vagal soothing system. So if my family uses words like, whatever, you're stupid, I'm not like, oh, my family doesn't love me. I may express and have shared with people stories and, yes, released emotion. That's actually the normal processing of your charges, if it's called life, but it's called becoming a grown-up who doesn't need people to stand behind them and say, how dare they do that? Now we're going to go insult all of those people that did that to you. Some people, they like that. They're, they're teenagers. Go to Mean Girls movies and watch it. I see them all the time. 4D mystics, they're all over it. We're powerful. And we, and the Twin Flame Collective, the feminines are on a spiritual journey and the masculines are lost souls and that's the one thing that they got completely fucked up and then I got to see other people still trying to define the connection. So you know what happens when you need proof in what you believe in? It's called the adaptive child rules you. Your emotional, immature three-year-old still trying to prove to yourself shit. Uh, that's a use of time. It's called relationship and societal soul age groups. <coughs> okay. So let's go rigid boundaries, being protected but not connected. Input, under-receiving, we block out the input and love of others. Output, under-giving, we restrain ourselves from expressing or giving to others. Okay, so when people have uh, unhealthy boundaries, they're either unprotected or overprotected towards others, as well as when they are being too connected or not connected enough. And this is from the book, so Alexandra H. Solomon is the author. Solomon further describes boundaries as either being too porous or too rigid in terms of what we allow. Okay, so people who need to learn this stuff, they take it all very seriously. When we meet them, we're great to hear about it. If they come and impose on us anything, who's us, the securely attached person, who doesn't need to be told how to behave. So if a porous or rigid boundary person comes around, we're going to know how to handle them. 
And oh, figure 3.1, again, this is from PolySecure book. I don't know where she got it, but it's a figure, the nested model of attachment and trauma. The self, then we have relationships, home, local communities and culture, societal, global, or collective. Okay, and let's see how she talks a little bit about this. He, she says, we could easily keep it in two levels. Okay, so she talks about two levels of attachment and the self. Let's see that I give you the information that will help make you understand what we're talking about. Okay, in discussion of the nested model of attachment and trauma, I will refer to the different facets, dimensions, or perspectives of our lives that coalesce into the whole of our experience, even if we are unaware of them. And I'd say that at the level of the self, you have relationship. Where are they? Two facets. Okay, bear with me. Self and relationship levels. Those are what we're focusing on. Identifying our individual attachment styles and considering them in connection to our relationship experiences. Concentrating on just these two levels of experience is perfectly understandable since our relational level experiences of having our attachment needs met or not shape how the self is formed and developed. So those two levels are the self, your individual attachment with yourself, and then in relationship. Okay. Subsequently, she says, though, the attachment style that arises at the self level feeds back into the relational level, informing how we show up within our relationships. And in many ways, she says, we can see attachment as a nice feedback loop in which relationships shape the individual and individuals then shape their relationships with relationships further reshaping the individual. And here's where I love Daniel Siegel. He talks about it as a mui, but that's only when you have differentiation of the self means I'm Maria and you're whatever your name is. I feel world. You don't assume how I feel. No, you learn to not assume that you know how I feel or think. You shut the fucking mouth, your left brain. I don't give a shit who you are and your teenager shit. And you hear this is called, I know that I'm not Maria. And that's easy. And this means you have no chit chatter. You don't make assumptions on words I use, you don't begin ruminating. If you begin ruminating, that's all on your own brain for being a teenager who will use societal trends, which is why here's where the beauty of life lies not in what you get or have, but in how you are, said Guru. Thank you again. Every individual should shape their life according to their particular needs rather than social trends. But if you don't know your attachment style and category, you're already off to not knowing shit about yourself. If you don't know what your first three years of life brought up, so if you hate humanity, you obviously didn't understand that somewhere inside you hate you. It's reflected. You're a mirror to yourself, first of all. Stop thinking about other people. If you can't love being around people and you need people to be dressed up like princesses and kings to inform you of shit like this, which is what I'm seeing out there. The social trends people, that's why they don't end up necessarily feeling better because right in the moment that they're following a king or queen, there's the minute you can just, ah, there's Venus venerating the goddess from above. When I see people in crowds with influencers like that, I'm just like, yeah, wow, that's just, please stop talking about humans as sheep because you're one of them and we're all sheep if you want, but really, no, you're emotionally 
not connected to your zero one year old, which I get it. Oh, I forgot the drivers. So self-agent driver people, I raise my hand. Yes, it's self-agency. We're inclined to be differentiated. We don't bond. We don't need you to give meaning to our life. We, we breathe. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes if I'm around you and you cramp my three-year-old style, I'm not going to like you. I'm going to have implicit bias. I'm going to know it. I'm going to be like, I don't want to be around you. You made me sad. I don't want to be sad. And I don't want to be around you. And my three-year-old is going to not be around you. Oh, certainty. What certainty? Please, you, you're not 24 hours 7 around me. You can't protect me all the time. The roof is on top of my head. I know that. So please leave me alone. I'm going to rule my life the way I want to rule it inside of me. This is where maintaining that three-year-old stance is not hard when you believe in yourself. With secure attachment and integration of the brain, that's emotional accountability, meaning it's okay if I feel blue. I feel blue. No, 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 no. And you don't have to soothe me. So if somebody says you're too sensitive, it's okay. For you, I'm too sensitive. I'm going to go soothe me and not pout about it because I am here. I know you see me. You feed me. You clothe me. You, you have me have fun playing. I can think like an equanimous adult even when I'm a child. It means I know you're a, a different person. Your name is mother and then you have a human name. I get to call it to you. Father, it depends if your role actually existed as one. Or if your role is just because you gave a little sperm and then your genes. Yeah, so here, let's talk about opinions. Words such as mother, father to people who are smart mean not your biological genes. That just means I have traits that you pass down to me. And I can be understanding, of course I can, of whatever you grew up with. What I'm going to be understanding is the role that you occupied is not if you were not present. You're ghosts. Ghosts don't exist in life. I don't need to judge you. I, I will have known what a ghost means. I will have been explained by a wise, in fact, equanimous human being. That's an emotionally mature person who doesn't manipulate information, distort the image of another human being because that other human being doesn't know how to show up because they didn't have somebody show up. That's called, oh yes, the people who perpetuate cultural, societal, and all those bullshit stereotypes and generalizations between men and women and that we still hear ongoingly, endlessly, the same fucking limited words that people, because, you know, they use adjectives all over the place versus data. So here's the data. If you have unresolved trauma, I will know that you can't give me your all because you haven't given it to yourself yet. I'm going to stand down and go use time with somebody who knows how to be empowered and fully show up because I need people who know how to show up all the time. Emotionally, not mentally. I don't need your brain. I have my own brain if I need to understand something. Oh, and I know how to ask for help if I get lost unlike some people. It's not just men, by the way. There's a lot of women that I know they don't ask for shit. Okay, so let's talk about more of attachment insecure people and how they don't know how to ask for what's their well-being and how those of us who do know, we know how to say, you know what? <laughs> please, please, please let me allow myself to remove myself from the equation. Thank you so much for your time. We could easily keep the discussion limited to the two levels. So again, we talked about what those were. But there are additional facets to our experience of attachment and trauma that are important to explore. The levels of home, culture, society, and the collective all factor into how safe and secure we feel in the world with others and within ourselves. If we fail to include these levels in our understanding of attachment and trauma, 
we run the risk of either reducing experiences that impact attachment to the self or relationship levels when they are actually occurring at another level, or we run the risk of missing these factors altogether. For example, consider poverty, gender expectations, or institutionalized birth practices, and how each of these may impact attachment and trauma. Since all of the levels of experience are not actually separate from one another, each level interacts with and influences the other. I have chosen to present them as nested, and so she gives us this beautiful graph. The self is at the center, then there's relationships, then there's home, then there's local communities and cultures, societal, global, or collective. I'm going to go back to Sadhguru's quote. Every individual should shape their life according to their particular needs rather than social trends. Before a person can put into practice the wisdom of spirituality gurus, they need to know if they're an independent, differentiated self who when somebody says, you're a whore, a sinner, a demon, a devil, yoga is this, that is that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so as long as someone who speaks out of their mouth has power over you, you don't know your needs yet. You don't even know yourself because you didn't know any of the global, collective, societal, local, you don't know your shit because you don't know that your attachment system is a zero one-year-old who's reacting the minute that you're like, there's poverty out there. So let me go back to some stories before I forget. I know I mentioned the Dave Chappelle thing. So what he told in this skit was that he got attacked by a homeless person who is bisexual. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and he, I don't know what deal he has had with the trans community, but apparently he's gotten criticized. So he was making um, comedy. And when he read that in an article, they said the alleged assault, I had to say that's bullshit. He was assaulted. It's not alleged. The person that assaulted him said, I assaulted him because he triggered me. Triggered. So the person recognized I was emotionally triggered by my trauma because I'm homeless, I'm poor, I'm bisexual, and this comedian triggered me. This is called projection. This is called that I know that I got triggered by a trauma response and I'm going to allow myself to make it actually excuse my behavior. We don't do excuses. We do, let's be objective. We have entertainment business industry. Now, if people want to keep on going down the path that, no, that's the point. The people who are yelling, they're not the educated individuals. No, let me go here. Anger, managing your anger, using compassion, focus therapy, calm your rage, and heal relationships. Russell L. Coates. Page 20. Research shows that the certainty of anger is linked with processing information more superficially. We think less carefully when making our judgments and rely more on stereotypes. It has two references. I need to see if I can find them. But first, I need to figure out which chapter is this. That way I can easily navigate a book while I'm finishing up with you all. Chapter 1. Here we go. 10. L.Z.T.A.Dens and S. Linton. Judgment under emotional certainty and uncertainty. The Effects of Specific Emotions on Information Processing. This is on the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, 81, 2001, page 973 to 88. Then the other uh, reference is Hausen, L.A. Shepard, and G.P. Kramer. And the book is, or it's also actually, excuse me, from the European Journal of Social Psychology, 24, 
1994, 45 to 62, the pages, and the title is Negative Effect of Social, Negative Effect and Social Judgment, the, the Differential Impact of Anger and Sadness. Okay, I don't have a habit of reading all this stuff like this, but for purposes of this lovely portal, new moon, and again, getting rid of shit that don't serve you. So, while ego-sensitive people out there think that their anger and them not healing their trauma, because see, they're all yelling uh, together, some of us uh, know what right means. Right is equanimity, the truth, the land of the neutrality. That's why we don't do trends. We, we call them out. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck? Uh, but we also know why people need trends because, you know, teenagers, they all follow the person that they find popular and that they like. So that's the difference between a nerd who's not a nerd, but I'm good with being a nerd, and those who don't know their own self-worth. And no, not all nerds know their self-worth, actually. That's become a trending topic. So I'm going to actually use a different verbiage. A person who knows healthy self-worth, I love myself easily. You can call it luck. I'm okay with that. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. What I'm not okay with is people using the word God and Jesus and mysticism for that matter and yoga and any of those lovely educators in ways that I have been seeing. It really drives me nuts, quote unquote. No, it makes my, no, it just makes me upset because people have a lot of potential out there for them. We don't need people to whine about it. We need people to talk about it. So I love the comedians because they have me laugh all the time. And I don't like that I have to keep thinking of all those exaggerated people who are not recovered from their adaptive child, who are using words such as, I'm an advocate, I'm a fighter, I'm a superpower hero, I'm a super agent. They're all people who are actually in what's called martyrs and superiors, and they think they're more special than another group of people. And they also have decided which groups, and they all get together as groups and point those fingers with anger, and they stand up like Braveheart, which is a movie which made me very upset at the end. And I'm so happy I'm not in the medieval times anymore. I have remembered some of my past lifetimes. And no, uh, it was not pretty. I got asked by one of the people that I shared it with, because I know the people who can handle stuff. They're like, didn't you, was that upsetting? I said, no, I mean, I didn't, never expected if I have had lifetimes. What do you think? I don't know history. I know the gist of it. I've been to medieval torture chambers. Like, what the fuck? This is horrible. <coughs> so I'm happy I'm in the year 2024, personally. And that data made its way to where it made its way. I didn't ever think of people needing to see to believe, but I got to be taught how no, they do. So when I got to find out about attachment and trauma and all these great educators out there who are talking to people about it, I'm like, you know what? Humanity is saved. Not because of religion, though. No, no, no. No, those ancient silverbacks, they're making very ill use. They're manipulating those who have emotional maturity who are allowing themselves as teenagers to be manipulated because they don't have the guts to look inside and say, I don't like something. The world doesn't revolve around me. Hmm, maybe I should really think of what the word health means, which means air, water, food. It's very basic. One, belief system. No, put that to the fucking side, please. I don't give a shit about your belief system. Nah, that, that's not, no, no, what's next is lovely people who get elected. We need better people. Uh, definitely, yes, so we need better people. What we have, though, are a mix of people who are on podiums because people follow those people. So let's try to teach people emotional maturity so that they can become a three-year-old, no-shame asshole 
that says, you know what? Of course, I'm going to apologize to the ego-sensitive person, but I'm also going to know what's what. So to use the word allegedly attack in an article because you're biased towards the conversation, this is, this is, this is, you are lying. It's not an alleged attack. If the person got onto the podium with a gun knife thing, no, it's an attack. Now that there are reasons for the attack because the person was triggered that they did not and were not in their right mind, meaning in their actual active prefrontal cortex. That's something you can go and explain. And that's something we can work with and we can work with the person's trigger. And of course, you want to be sensitive and say, I'm so sorry that you are offended, but to actually allow that to trigger you, it's called structural dissociation. You should learn about structural dissociation and go to good therapy. I have had plenty of incidences where I've had to try to talk to people in ways to try and get them to understand things. And luckily never did it end up there, but I have had people basically come close to either being themselves in a situation that was really not necessary. And they didn't want to call the cops. I want to be nice. Are you fucking kidding me? In the other situation and scenario, I'm having to say, okay, look, I understand what you're saying here, but you, you do realize this is not going well. At a certain point, you're going to be, get, you're going to be leaving with handcuffs. Uh, I need you to understand this because you're, what you're doing here, it's called structural dissociation. No, no, I'm conscious. No, no, you're not. You're reliving a pattern of your three-year-old and suffering that you don't understand what's happening and you need to figure out how to get distracted in a way that gets you to get out of rumination because your anger is making you act like a crazy person. I didn't use these words. I'm trying to give you the gist of it because this is the point of what a 5D mystic, woo-woo pseudoscience lady who's in the Enlightenment Soul Age group and a functional adult can see when people come again and again and again with their suffering tales and don't go to good therapy. So you don't attack people. That's just something, there's basic commandments and they're always the same. There's basic laws. Now, some people have went out of their, no, they didn't go out of their way. I've seen us evolve to where we are at. I actually was like, what the fuck? What happened? So we're going to have a part two, actually, because I need to talk about more stuff for you all. But um, yeah, uh, I just know 4D mystics are teenagers. They're here for their own group. That's great and dandy. Luckily, teenagers don't rule because they're very not using their brain. They get reactive. They don't talk sense. They don't know what stands up or doesn't in the court of law. They also don't know what it means to have a system work in a certain way. They believe in conspiracy theories and they can use their time there. Believers are one thing. Those of us who embody belief, it's a different thing. I believe in humanity. I'm a human. You're a human. I believe in intellect and the intelligence can only come if you're not a regurgitation of material. It comes if you're an intellect that uses your left, you're right. It means that if I look at how you treat others and yourself, I'm going to see a person who knows equanimity. You don't drink too much. You don't fuck too much. You don't do drugs because it's bad for you people. And if you're doing any psychedelics, you know it's important to have assisted. You know there's no shortcuts. You know that if you're compulsively eating shit or doing something compulsively, you know that that's not your inner well-being. Here, as we close on out, just in case you don't tune into the part two, I don't like to do exercises. You know about those tower moments? Okay, we all get them. And here's where 4D talks about people making people sick with magic spells and cutting cords and all that stuff, which, by the way, is what we'll talk a little bit about in the next episode. But for this one, closing out with, I 
did decide to ignore my needs physical. And I know why, because I don't like to do exercises. Here's my three-year-old pouting on the mic with you all. You know what I do whenever I get reminded? Ah, I don't want to do it. Okay, fine, I will do it. Now imagine if you don't have secure attachment and you have trauma shit. So mine is easy stuff, meaning I actually know how to keep myself healthy 90% or 99% or whatever. I won't give percents, but I'm saying I'm actually a common sense person. But I have secure attachment and I have self-love. So when people are being asked to get out of their insecure attachment and trauma, I get it when the trauma experts say they need to choose it. And if they do it because of pain points, that's why they're following all the little magical wand people. They want shortcuts. Like all the teenagers that I met who are emotionally immature. It's unfair. I don't want to do the work. I don't want to read. I want to use stereotypes and generalizations all the rest of my way. So people who don't want to move into the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, they're going to have plenty of learning. And basically, they're going to be in bonds and certainty groups. The ethical cults, culty cults, traditional cults. For the self-agents over here, we get to just be functional adults, talk about love language, food for thought, have fun. You know, we're all different. And that's the beauty. We come together as 5D mystics or 5D functional adults. Enlightenment inclined, meaning at the very least emotionally mature inclined. So you want to learn to self-regulate. You don't pout about your insecure attachment or trauma. And you don't go around telling people, that humanity is shit because we got cultural biases, religious biases, gender biases, implicit bias. They're all over the fucking place. So if you can't understand it, you don't know how to be your own spiritual process yet. And to put to the side your three-year-old, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like a lot of things. Like the fact that our environment still is in danger because we got people that don't believe in global warming. I don't give a shit what you believe in. I want you to start doing something about the air, and actually not start, I want it now. <laughs> now, here's the three-year-old, start now, not tomorrow. And that's where we have teenagers who are so divisive over how to do something that it slows everything down. So you know what a smart brain knows? <coughs> it's a collective effort. It can only work with the emotionally mature person because they will actually be here in a conversation. The emotionally immature, let them speak, give them the floor, give them the floor, people. Oh, thank goodness for those influencers. They have them busy with social trends. They're all looking fancy with their princesses and kings and queen gowns and yelling at each other. Let them keep yelling. Yes. You know, the funny part about the ancients is they talk about how people up in power keep people distracted. No, no. Oh, no. It's people that keep themselves distracted because they're not willing to look themselves in the face in the morning and say, you know what? If I'm still looking like a piece of shit, I think I need a good therapist right now because I'm not doing any better energy levels, eating levels, relationship levels. My mood matters every day. My relationships fucking matter every day. I wake up from that bed every morning. It is very straightforward, as Sadhguru puts it, but he gives you spirituality concepts I bring to human to connect to spirituality and spiritual. It makes a difference. Enlightenment the human way because you actually understand me. And if you only do it because of pain, yeah, you know, smoke and mirrors, so when I see somebody looking into apps for personal development and shortcuts, I know they don't want to do the work because they actually don't want to take care of themselves. And I just said, I pout about my back exercises, but I actually 
am somebody who will do enough to know that I'm doing enough. And then when I get reminded, I'm like, fine, okay. And that might be a forever circle that I do. It's okay though, because at the end of the day, I wake up with healthy blood work, with my relationships here, energy levels, all of what are indicators of a quality of life are present. If you're a smart person, this is what you understand about yourself. One, 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 a new moon. Bullshit is the ego-sensitive people who don't know how to take care of themselves, put them to the side. People who know how to take care of themselves, you know how to walk the walk, talk the talk, show up fully, completely, support humanity to become their higher human potential because it's a loving, in-the-body type thing. And it's easy with the right people and the right effort and if people want to get there. So we'll be back with more. Please be compassionate and be loving.